Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. Hi, I'm Wendy Yates, and today um, I get to speak with Noella Krasaris Masunka. Noella is a Congolese Cypriot philanthropist, an international model, and the founder and CEO of Maleka. Maleka is a grassroots nonprofit that educates and empowers girls and their communities in her home country of the Democratic Republic of Congo through a school, a community center, and a comprehensive clean water program. A unique and fearless spokesperson and the face of leading beauty and fashion campaigns across the globe, Noella is a voice for the power of girls' education worldwide. Noella has shared her insight at a number of world-class forums spanning the World Economic Forum in Davos, in the university halls of Cambridge, Oxford, Harvard, and MIT. She's an ambassador for the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, an advisor at Concordia, and a member of the advisory board of the Siegel Family Foundation. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Noella, to The Design Driven Life, and I'd love to just dive right in if you could share a little bit about where you're from and how you got into the journey of creating education for girls. Uh, so hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm based in England, but I was born in the Congo. Uh, I was born in Congo. I love my country, but I love England, too, and, um, and my, my work allowed me to travel to a lot of places and lived in different places. So it's a it's a bonus for me in everything that I'm uh, I'm doing. And I founded Malaika, my foundation, in 2007. Uh, that's empower girls and community through education and health programs and really emphasize on high quality education to really shape the next leaders of the country and the, and the continent. I'm also a global fund ambassador and most important too, I'm a mother of two children, JJ and Kaha. <laughs> Amazing. So um, with the creation of your foundation, what was the pivotal moment? And can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Yes, I, I would say that uh, the pivotal moment really on my life, it's um, is the moment that happened in my childhood. Uh, I was age of uh, five years old when my father uh, passed away and suddenly, uh, and my mother could not afford to keep me. So she sent me to live with relatives in Europe. So I will have more opportunities in life to gain an education. I went back to Congo to see my mother after 13 years. I was 18 when I'm, I was re reunited with her. I only exchanged a few letters and spoke only a few times on the phone with her. It was not at this time as emails. It was not WhatsApp. I was really shocked, you know, when I went back to see her, the condition she was living. And a lot of children were not in school. Uh, many school. Many girls seemed completely abandoned and focused on course at home and not being at school. And for me, it was like, it could have been my story. And I always wanted deep down in my heart to one day look after my mother but really uh, do something for uh, for giving back and giving to to children and especially uh, especially girls and I realized uh, the sacrifice that my mom did how privileged uh, I was uh, to have an education and 
and then after that I study uh, a lot of people were stopping me to do modeling so I start my career of modeling between London and New York and um, and in 2007 2007 that's where I launched uh, Malaika that uh, we have we provide free holistic education to 370 girls with subject ranging from art music English coding we provide them the uniform the school supplies we're working in a village where there's no water no electricity so we build 20 wells around different villages that impact 35,000 people and um, we have in different entrepreneurial courses Blondine one of a teacher uh, Blondine one of a student want to become a teacher Louise want to become a computer network engineering Jocelyn and Sarah are already making big tracks on sport and have been spotted by a football team so you know education really become an aspiration for them but there's so many challenges to run a foundation all our programs are free so this year with the COVID-19 was so difficult to raise money we have a lot of donations that dropped the, the the school were closed down for five months uh, and all our programs but we did a lot of uh, training with our staff but it was tough because we lost three girls little Noela Leia and Esther and we lost uh, two of our staff so it was very emotional time uh, the last few the last few few months it's been a tough tough year um I know COVID has definitely created some uh, across the globe um some challenges with um for a lot of nonprofits. Um what are you guys doing or how can our listeners um know more about getting involved and how can you know we help continue to you know beyond COVID in the future um be involved with your foundation? I think people can really uh, you know they can support Malaika my foundation is really great but they can support any charities close to their heart too because uh, all the charities are really really having a tough time most of them they say, we're saying that more than five charities this the statistics like four charities out of ten will not survive and i think that's really 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 tough because uh, so many amazing foundations are doing great work but they they're lacking of, of finance of support so if people want to support uh, malaika i don't take any salary of malaika if they want to support they can support the the, the nutrition program is very important because our girls are, are, are used to have breakfast and lunch at our school at home they maybe eat two three times a week so we really need to invest in very high quality nutrition food for them they can contribute to you know to run all the programs that we have we have actually the ecosystem that we build we have the school the community center that impacting 5,000 people a year for different uh, program of educational we have the the water sanitation and we have the agriculture where we grow our own food and the food go to the canteen and we're teaching about organic farming to the to the community so uh, we very we we had to keep all our staff my the first priority for us was to keep all the staff in the COVID-19 and we were able to do that so any contribution we make sure that we still can keep and pay our teachers and our staff we can still give the food and the supplies and the high quality education we're giving to our um, to our uh, students and the food price uh, with the COVID-19 the food were really uh, expensive so we did some points in the villages emergency fund for food and we distributed food and reached uh, nearly 7,000 people so and we create a lot of hygiene points all over uh, different uh, villages and our STEM team with our uh, fourth secondary girls so they, they mean they are 14 15 years old girl we um, we make mask shields with the 3d printer and we distribute mm. them um, over uh, to 60 hospitals but people can donate any and now 
when things go back to normal, people can run events, raise money for Malaika, or they can uh, run a marathon or sponsor a girl a month or a year or contribute to the coding programs. And 85% of what we're raising go back to the programs. Amazing. It, it seems that you have had um, just a lot of growth with Malaika um, since 2007 till now. And I would love it if you could share a little bit about what is the Sustainable Pathways program. Tell you about the Sustainable Pathway uh, programs. Um, we opened a farm in 2017 at our community center as part of the Sustainable Pathway projects. It formed part of the program to teach out of work youth about conservation, farming, entrepreneurship, and enterprise development. Furthermore, as students plant trees and learn how to care, you know, about the environment, and we lead the community in a village cleanup once a month. We also utilize solar panels on the building and recycle as much as we can. Part of providing education to the next generation must include, you know, instilling a sense of responsibility for the world they live and establish business that is value uh, from, from the outset. Um, I know this question wasn't in um, the original questions, but has having children of your own um, affected your passion and drive for Malika and its success? Or how did that alter? Um, I don't know, you know, if your ages of your children were before or after you started the foundation, but um, as a mother, you know, before and after, um, how has that passion and drive um, affected the success? It's a very good question. My son is 10 years old. And my daughter is uh, six years old. Actually, in a few days, it will be a birthday. Uh, my kids, I set up Malaika in 2007, so nearly 14 years ago. My kids go every summer with me in the Congo for six weeks. And they come every day with me in the village where uh, they, they choose projects that they want to help. They notice that they, they needed to be doing more wells. So one well is on the name of my son and another well is on the name of my daughter. We They go bring their toys, they fundraise for some project they want to, to bring. They buy mattresses for their friends. They bring shoes. So they really feel on top at a young age. But I want them to feel when my son go pick up his friend, his mommy, they don't have a lot of bucket. They don't have running water. They don't have mattress. They don't have blanket. Mommy, can we help Can we help them, please? And my daughter see it in a different way too. And she likes, she loves, absolutely loves to spend um, time with the girls at the school and play and go in the village. And they really growing with uh, with Malaika, but they really have a very good sense of uh, of caring for others. But we do things too in England where uh, we support different charities. Every Christmas, I'm asking them to choose the charities in England that we're supporting. So my daughter wanted to do the homeless. My son wanted to do uh, about the food programs uh, for schools in England. So they it's really good. My son has been more than 20, 22 times in the Congo. He has his friends. He's very, very, they're both very attached to Congo and every attached for what we're doing and they follow every every week what's happening with Malaika and it's it's really it's really good it's really good but I want them I don't want to impose them Malaika or I want them to to really feel involved with it yeah I love that and I think it's such a you're creating such an example for um just a, a gener a future generation um of leaders just within your children and creating a legacy with Malaika that they can continue on um beyond just the empowerment um of the girls that um get to to come to the school. Um, why is this mindset of giving back and your purpose, um, what really fuels and drives this for you? I think a giving back mindset, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's that to think, but I'm inventing if not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if entrepreneurs and business leaders can build product and businesses with a mindset, I think, of generosity, then the impact of those who are disadvantaged would be, would be amazing. It's amazing that to see that some of the wealthiest, richest people in the world owns half of the wealth, mm-hmm. but they could really solve all the problems of the world. Yes. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think we all have, um, we need all a sense to give back, either with a time to mentorship scam, partnership with nonprofit, releasing employees to volunteer, donating a portion of profit. And in order of any one community or country or society, I think to thrive, we need to, to make sure all individuals are, have equal access to their basic human rights. If we take this global, um, really giving back approach, I think every child in the world should have access to water, to education, to healthcare, to infrastructure. This is the basic that we all have to fight because myself as a mom, I want to see that for all the children in the world. Yes. Amazing. Um, so this question wasn't on there either, but you're so, um, like your heart is so pure and I just feel it coming across in your mission and your purpose and how authentic you are. And, um, I wonder, you know, in your life, like who, who's, who has influenced you? Like maybe the top three influential people for your life so far, um, that, you know, that have helped influence your you know your thoughts and your passion in this way in such an authentic way i have a lot of amazing friends uh, and around me and they they always believe in me in in everything that i do and i'm super grateful even when i started malaika it's a lot of my friends that start to put the first doll out and believe in it uh mandela was definitely a, a big inspiration his advocacy for education and stood up for you know for what really he believed at his great personal cost my mother i didn't understand at the beginning my mother why she gave me away and i had a very tough childhood i grew up from families to families in Europe but I understand later on a sacrifice and I see in her a very resilient woman a generous and and at a young age giving me away I have so much respect for her being a mother of two I won't be able to give away my daughter and um, and it was with time that I understand that and I think my bond with my when I got my first child was even stronger with my mom because as a mum, to a mum, I understand her. And um, the team, the children that uh, run Malaika, I have a lot of respect. It's not easy. Where are we working? How are we working? There's so many challenges. They are dedicated, passionate, positive. We got a lot of loss this year and last year, but they're still uh, very focused on the mission and, and very, very resilient. I miss them a lot, actually, to not be able to travel since uh, more than one year. And generally, I go two, three times a year over there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine either, but I, I think that it, you know, we all make decisions that we think are best for our, our children. And, um, and as a mother, as a mother myself, I, I couldn't agree more that every child and every human deserves, um, the, the same equitable rights, you know, to clean water, shelter and an education. So I'm so impressed by you and everything that you are accomplishing. And um, what do you see is the future, the next steps for Malika? The next step for Malika, it will be our girls. They've been more than 10 years at Malika. So they will finish in two years and a half, our first graduate. So we will create a student fund to help them unlock what they want to do, if it's a technical school or university or help the community. We are launching our, eco, uh, our toolkit 
this year where we're sharing our ecosystem and where we really want to inspire local NGO, international NGO, governments, corporate, individuals to duplicate the Malaika model. And uh, in this toolkit is really about our experiences over the 14 years and really how you can be successful in leading a program when you really listen to the community and working hand in hand with the um, with the community and we're hoping to really strengthen all the programs at the school the community center and uh, we hope to launch some classes uh, technical because more than 80 percent of the youth in the village either they drop school because they didn't have money to go to school because most of the school in congo are you have to pay and uh, a lot of them don't have skills so we want to put a system where we can put them in a cycle of having skills and being on the job market. Incredible. What else would you like to share with our listeners? I, I would like to say in this crisis that we're living, the most important thing is, um, is really to be happy with yourself. It's really to listen your body, listen your mind, really reflect what is important for you, what is important for your family. It's uh, for me, I had a lot of reflection and I was someone that every 10 days I was in a plane going to different place for my work. And uh, this year was, was tough, but it was good because I did, um, I did some many sessions of my life and and definitely, I think we more than ever, we are one world, we are one community in the world, and we need to take care of each other and take care of, of ourselves too. It's, uh, it's really, really important. And when we're going to go back to our life, let's not be over-consuming. Let's look after our planet. Uh, let's, look, uh, let's look after each other. Let's try to make sure that um, we're all following the, um, the rules of giving back and care. And care and care and care. We have to care. I couldn't agree more. Um, that was one of the reasons that I started this podcast actually was to create more unity and find people people and resources and connect needs so that we can all see that everything that we do impacts people around the world and that we really need to see ourselves as global citizens and um, really we are global citizen more than ever yes absolutely it's one world there's no borders we are all in the same shape when this crisis hit us is is like the world we're united yeah it's almost like it was necessary for people to become more woke to um to that initiative of being a global citizen and um, so um, even though it's had its lot of tragedies, I, I my hope is that post-COVID that people start to really be considerate about where they invest and spend their time and their resources. And as you mentioned, there's there's enough wealth to create real change where no child has to, you know, be without water, without education, without food. And um, and and I really, you know, what I mean, hope that that more people will be. Um, aware and woke to that um, post post the pandemic. So um, I think that you are incredible, um, inspiring woman. And I really appreciate your time and sharing just a little bit about what you're doing and your story and your foundation with Malik with Malika and um, just so grateful for your time today. But that's great. And I'm inviting all our followers and listeners to really go on malaika.org and keep continuing. And if you want to volunteer or come to the Congo and volunteer with a student, with a staff, you, you're welcome. We, we have so many great people coming. Um, we have so many 
many great people coming at, um, at in the Congo when we're able to travel. And it's such an amazing, amazing experience. I'm never bored to travel there. Yeah, I would love to put together. I host um, a travel, personal development and volunteer trips. So I would love to put one together um, and bring people to Malika to volunteer and um, get involved. So I would love yeah, to talk more about great. that. Yeah, Not yeah. this summer, but I think the following summer or even yep. in this yeah, I've been times a year, so I can be there and host them too. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love to put that together. Um, we're working on 2022 travel right now, so um, I'll definitely be in touch maybe with Jamie. Is that who I should oh, get in touch me. with? I, I follow everything on Malaika, so you can CC me. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm more than happy. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I would love to put a... Re- it's kind of like a retreat, but the idea is that we travel with people. They kind of work on some personal development with coaches, but they also get to be involved and immersed in the culture with a volunteer opportunity. So Yes, I really love this idea. Yeah, and I think that should be that should be good. And I think more than ever with the, what's happening now in the world, people really, 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 really like that to go on places where they, they fulfill themselves, where they're feeling the giving back. Yeah, absolutely. I think that once people experience that, it's hard to, it's hard to give it up. Like it's only addicting. Like you want to just keep giving. So that's my goal. Yep. And I'm looking forward to meet you. If you come to England, let me know. We meet in New York, in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. Um, Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And I'll look forward to talking to you soon. No problem. Thank you. Lots of love. A lot of love. Thank you. My challenge with this episode is to think about how you can be a gift in someone's life, whether it's time, energy, service, um, donations. Um, The rewards of generosity, as um, Noella says, is something that unites us all. Um, And she sees generosity of her donors and supporters alongside the sacrifice that people give of their time. Um, So my challenge is to you to take inventory of how you can be that gift to someone else. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.